It's your girl, Ash, your favorite stylist, educator, and motivator. Here to listen to and guide you through your circumstances. I believe that the answers to all of our questions are deep inside of us. Sometimes we just need a different perspective to help us see the big picture. Remember, the glass that's half empty is also half full. You have the power. I'm here to assist. Welcome to Ask Me Anything. Let's get started with today's show. Peace, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Ask Me Anything. It's your girl, Ash, your favorite stylist, educator, and motivator. And I just got finished eating breakfast with my family. Y'all, I have a special guest today on the show. So exciting because it's my dad. Woo! Right. So I'm going to let him introduce himself to you guys. And then we're going to get right into the show. So, Dad, tell the people your name, where they can find you, what you do, all of that good stuff. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? My name is Melvin Sneed. Some call me Tony Sneed. I'm recognized as Deacon Sneed, and that's from my church background because I sang a lot, sang with my male chorus, I sang with my choir, I sang solos. I'm I'm love I love to sing. I love to sing. I'm a father, father of seven living kids. One of my kids died my oldest son, but uh, I, I love family. Mm-hmm. I love family. I love the Lord, first mm-hmm. of all. I mm-hmm. love the Lord. Ah. So if somebody wanted to um, contact you to sing on an event or whatnot, um, how, would, how would they do that? Well, they could get in contact with me uh, a couple of ways. Okay. One would be calling me on my cell phone, okay. and that is 1585 Seven five 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 zero six zero. Okay. Six one six. I'm kind of Um, but guys, he has an Instagram, and you can find him at the Tony Exp, which is experience. And so, yeah, back in October, we had an event called the Tony Experience. It was amazing. Uh, we had some of the dopest artists in town and from Buffalo. We had Drea come and um, bless the stage for us. And so my dad did his first concert. Well, you know, he's been singing for years, but this was like him, like on the concert, singing, doing his thing, being recognized for all of the great stuff that he does. So you can find him on IG, um, follow him. We will be having like some dope uh videos of him singing he's already started the whole world challenge um he's got the whole world you know tyler perry challenge so he did do that so you guys will be able to see that so please go on over to ig and find him on at the tony exp so y'all y'all already know somebody asked me a question and the question for today was did I want any more kids? Because, you know, I have one child. My answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think about it, but my kid is 17. He's about to be 18, actually, in May. So, 
I don't know, y'all. I know people, you know, have children spaced out, but I don't know if that's my portion because um, I like my freedom and I like to do what I want to do. So if I got to, like, run it back with a baby, I'm not so sure that that's something that I I would want to do. Who knows? But I brought my dad on to talk about the life of having more than one kid because he like he said before he has seven living children and so my question to him would be what do you think about that do you think that people should have more children do you think that one is just okay you know what tell me what you think you know and, and you look at it from a perspective that it's like a career what a person want to pursue in his career, whether he want to be a teacher or a professor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and children is the same thing. It's up to the individual. Me, myself, I love children. I love children. I came from a family of 13, seven boys and six girls. So a, a large family and getting together, you cannot beat that. It's a lot of fun. It's educational. It's spiritual. And I love it. And even in my job, presently, I've been, the last 13 years, I drive school bus. And I deal with kids from K through 6th grade. Mm -hmm. And it's just so wonderful listening at the different personalities of the kids. And the kids are doing things that, you know, they think they're getting away with. And you catch them every time, you know, with their hands in the cookie job from doing something they're not supposed to do. But, But... the bottom line is it's up to the individual because there are some people that don't like kids. Uh-huh. They've, they've never been married, and even some that's been married don't have kids. Uh-huh. And on my job, I find you can tell the quality of people. Some of them, they are very concerned about the welfare of the kids, and some of them are just there for a paycheck. Uh-huh. And that's in a lot of jobs. Uh-huh. But me, myself speaking, I love kids. So if everyone could be like me, you know. Have as many as you want. Have as many as you want. (laughs) Okay, so what about the present time? I mean, so my dad is 77, guys. He doesn't look it, so y'all will be able to see that on on IG. Make sure you follow him. Um, He's 77, so the times are totally different from when he first started having kids at 20 years old to me having a kid in 2002 at 17 years old, the times were totally different. Things cost a lot more. Um, I mean, look what's going on right now. People are literally out of work and some people cannot feed their children. And I don't know if that's based upon them not being able to, or them not preparing and setting stuff up for the future and leaving legacy, businesses, money, whatever. Or is it that, you know, people are just having kids just to be having kids? Like, I don't know what, what is the difference from back then to now? Um, financially, I would say. Well, in most cases, uh, preparing for a family, you get, the man and the woman and they love each other and they plan their future and they plan it around having kids. Mm. Now they make the decision whether to have one, two, three or whatever. Sometimes they get caught up in it. They might want one, but then they have twins, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's, but how be ever Mm -hmm. you will be able to take care of the two, just like you take care of the one, because it's just the law of the land. And if you are, Parent, you're going to be concerned enough and responsible enough that you're going to look out for that child or those children. So kids are not, they're more so about the, um, more of the, the, 
not rules, but giving them, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, quality time versus just money. So it's not always about the financial. You can, even if you're saying, even with the smallest amount of money, you're still going to be able to take care of them. If you're the parent that if you are together, see, and, and where there's unity, there is strength. And when two people are able to get together, they can conquer a whole lot of things. Just like love conquers hate, people working together can conquer whatever the deficiencies that might present themselves to be. Now, so what about the single parent homes? Because there are a lot of that. I mean, a lot of our men, are they, they walk away or they're in jail or they're dead um, because, you know, again, the dynamics of younger people having children, even some older. I mean, I know some adults that have gotten killed. So even in the dynamics of that, there are some single parent homes. So is that where the village comes in? Because definitely I was just thinking that's where the village comes in. But there is so many uh, um, um, social uh, programs Mm -hmm. and things within the community and when you get into this situation to where, if I might use some of the old slang from the old days, when need more mm-hmm. gets there and got to have gets there, you're going to be investigating. And, you know, you always got the acquaintance of people around you that know that your situation and they will be able to direct you to these programs that will be able to help you. And um, that inclusive of the community raising a child because they get spun to be able to support the single parent, whether it be the man or the woman. Most of the time, it's the woman, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, so, do you think that is selfish for someone to only have one kid? Because I've also got that too. People have told me that I'm selfish because I don't want to give my kid a sister or a brother. But I'm like, I want to do what I want to do, and they're like, Well, what about them? Because what if you die? You know, and I've had two friends whose um, parents have passed away and they were the only child. And they said it was very hard. And they're like, don't do this to your kid. Like, if you pass away, it's going to be hard for them. And I'm like, yeah, but I still got a big family. So somebody, that's, somebody help them. That's the alternative right there. Because when you're raised up in a big family, it makes the difference. Because the kids always got someone else to fall back on within the family. And the family... Uh, in growing up, you know, these kids growing up under them, they always can reach out and get this kid and bring him to, you know, into their home or give them assistance. And we come together in times of, of, of disaster. We come together as a family. Right. So you don't think it's selfish. It's people can choose what they I, want. I don't think it's selfish at all. People can make that choice. They can choose. So what about... A guy wanting more kids and a woman not wanting more kids, especially in a marriage because, you know, Christianity background, they say, you know, like, oh, your 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 body is not your own. It's your husband, your wife. So. I am a strong believer in courtship. Mm-hmm. This is where you learn about each other, the mm-hmm. courtship. You have a chance to divulge whatever it is that you want out of life. If you guys can come to the togetherness in mind to say, well, I want us to have a family. I want to have one kid. I want to have two kids. I want to have a little boy. I want to have a little girl. You know, you can do that during the course of the courtship. You don't wait until you get married. Mm -hmm. And then you start making the 
season to say, well, you know, I want to have a kid. But no, I don't want to have a kid. You didn't say that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It just causes a whole lot of confusion and it builds a lot of hatred between those two couples yeah. because, you know, their perspective became different. Now, they had, their perspective was straight in the first place, but they just didn't come together with the reckoning of the mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And when they didn't come together prior to them getting married, you know, there was a lot of wasted time in between because... You didn't ask me if I wanted kids or right. I didn't they say They didn't ask the right question. You know what I'm saying? And this is where courtship, it comes in. It's, and it's very important because, uh, you know, you, you can't beat togetherness. You know, like right. like your mother and I, you know, this was a, a, a marriage made from heaven. Okay. You know, marriage made from heaven because we both had the same outlook basically on life. Mm -hmm. And uh, we supported each other and whatever, and still right up until today. Right. We support each other. And that's that's love. That's love. So and how do you thing. balance out um, having children and still having the relationship? Because a lot of people lose their relationship with the person that they love because they're so busy being parents and then everything becomes about the children. How do you balance that out? Is there a certain date night? Is there, like, what do you do in order to have in, 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 in time? I would think in those instances that the kids become the glue that holds them together. Hmm. The kids become the glue because that's the one common denominator that they can come together and they can disagree to agree upon. And they can, you know, they don't want the kids to see them fussing and fighting, you know, mm -hmm. and they express that love when they get together. And then once the kid get of age, then he can look back over it and say, well, you know, I understand now. Mm -hmm. I understand what mom and dad went through. Mm -hmm. You know, I love my mom. I love my dad. You know, mm -hmm. I I don't have anything to do with with mom and dad not getting along with each other, but I love them as my parents. Right. Together. I'm very proud of them. Right. Yeah. Together. Okay. Well, guys, thank that was amazing. Um, I'm glad to have my dad on again. If you want to find him, you can find him at his phone number five eight five seven five 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 zero six zero. Or on IG, the Tony EXP, which stand, which is abbreviation for experience. So um, he will have videos. He will have pictures of you know if you're looking for someone to be on your um, your podcast. If you're looking for someone to be on your event to sing, he has a beautiful voice. Um, you can uh, do so. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that today's show got you to see a different perspective because I definitely learned some insight on some things. Ha, I'm not selfish for not having another baby. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe when I get married, but maybe not because I want to do what I want to do. And I know that now. So yeah, the teen mom life is canceled. So <laughs> guys, until next Tuesday, peace. Peace. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Ash, and this is another episode of Ash Me Anything. I hope that you guys are doing wonderful on this Tuesday morning. It's beautiful outside. I'm excited. Guys, today I have a special guest, and I am going to allow my guest to um, introduce herself Tell us a little bit about herself 
And um, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and tell y'all how we met and everything like that. Ma'am, please tell us about yourself. What's going on? Hi, everybody. My name is Tisha. Um, my husband and I uh, own and operate a commercial cleaning business. Um, I'm also a learning and development um, coach. So I coach people in personal and professional development. Um, later this year, I will also be a uh, published author. So I'm excited about Woo! that. Yes. Uh, me and Ashley um, met um, unofficially through a women's empowerment group. Um, I think our spirits connected in that moment, yes. um, but we officially established a relationship uh, through a sisterhood uh, circle group. I don't really know what to call us. Yeah, um, like a, a group of women. Right. <laughs> We're kind of like, like everything. Yeah, you got to put that sister circle group in there because sometimes we pray and then we get real. Yeah, so. we get real live. <laughs> it's been a blessing and um, yeah, I'm excited to be here with you guys today. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about how, you know, God is not like people. So I was, you know, with this whole quarantine and mm -hmm. pandemic going on with COVID, um, you know, a lot of people, we've been in the house, we've been kind of scrolling and, you know, <laughs> watching videos and a little more Facebook here and there. So I've been seeing people post, um, you know, stuff like, oh, you know, I can't wait to get back to church and, you know, all of this different stuff with being in a building. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my thing was, you know, it, it's unfortunate to me that people feel like they can't get to God for themselves and mm -hmm. that, you know, they need assistance or whatnot, you know? And so the, the second part to that is that, you know, God is not like people. And a lot of times people feel like they can't go to God for themselves. Like they don't know, excuse me, exactly what to say. They don't know, you know, how, how this goes. They don't know how, how to do this thing. Um, I don't want to say called prayer because, mm -hmm. you know, they don't, they, they haven't even gotten to that point yet. But yeah. um, as I've been, you know, reading those different posts and stuff like that, you know, y'all know me, I'm an empath. So it's kind of like, whoa, like it just hit home for me because it was so, you know, heartbreaking. And there's been times where I've, felt like I don't know what to say but it was out of shame it was out of guilt it was out of yeah. you know it, but it was never a matter of like more like a guy gonna hate me type thing or I don't know what to say to him type thing you know what I mean like what what do you right. feel about that um I think so I haven't been on social media probably for the past few days I kind of had to disconnect so mm -hmm. that I could reconnect mm -hmm. um but I, I, I definitely feel and can see how some people in this time, you know, feel like they have to be in a building um, or feel like they cannot come to God. And, and I will call it prayer because essentially if we put it down in a, uh, break it down in a, um, you know, an easier way to understand, it's just mm -hmm. the way that you communicate with God. And right. However you do that is what your form of prayer is. And I think what happens is people have to get out of this 
notion or this understanding of what traditional prayer is. And I believe that there, there are different levels and forms and postures of it. But when it's all said and done, the bottom line is how are, how do you communicate with God? Um, and that's why I said that's why I said I didn't want to you know say prayer because it scares that, people that away word, yeah, exactly I think it <laughs> mm-hmm. scares people away and mm-hmm. when we put it to the lamest terms of hey this is just communication I think yeah. I think that it makes it easier for people to understand how to do this now right. I say that you know God is not like people in the matter of hey you know if me and you kind of fell out and we wasn't really talking for a while and then I see you somewhere it's kind of like this do I say something to her do I you know like how she gonna feel like I did her wrong so how she gonna feel if I say hi or you know can I go touch her baby can I go say hi like we get kind of scared or we kind of feel like oh they ain't gonna really you know talk to me they ain't gonna really mess with me but and that's because with people you have to earn that back whereas with god you don't and that's where the difference comes in with where god is not like us you know the word essentially tells us to to come to him to repent or apologize however you want to look at it Mm -hmm. it's not a you know come to him and repent and apologize and hope (laughs) that he accepts it no that's all he wants you to do is to acknowledge your wrongdoing and then immediately in that moment you move forward there is no back and forth and well let me tell you what you did wrong and how you hurt me and I don't really know if we can never be the same again he Mm -hmm. desires that relationship with us he doesn't want to be separated from us or not have any communication with us and that's the difference between you know god being your best friend and you know homegirl being your best friend there's there's a there's a difference with the nature of the relationship well when you think about it though when when we're talking about maturity i believe (laughs) that we do eventually mature into that space because think Mm -hmm. about what we really want when even if it's a um, a love relationship you know what I'm saying we just want the person to acknowledge what they've done to us and to feel mm-hmm. what we feel and then apologize and change their behavior well if we using the term repent repent means to turn repent means mm-hmm. to change the behavior that's that's essentially what we want so is it a matter that god is not like people or is it a matter that people need to be more like god like which one is it because you know <laughs> what i'm saying like i right. think eventually we 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 grow to that point yeah. i don't think that every argument deserves a we not talking no more ever because two people don't know how to communicate and i think that the reason a lot of people struggle with going to god and and communicating is because of the learned relationships or the learned forms of communication on this earth they nobody's ever opened the door for you to say everything that you feel and then we move forward it's always kind of like no you hurt me and then that's it and you're toxic and you're this and you're that and you know what I mean and then we we kind of like cut people off instead mm-hmm. of saying you know what this is my friend has been my friend for such a long time or whatever okay we're gonna have bumps in the road and it is what it is I do however believe that there are some bumps that you can't come back from but I also believe that there are some bumps that it's like this was just a bump like right. relax and it's, mean it's, it. it's so funny that you say that when you said you know um 
is God not like people or are we supposed to be more like God? And I think it's both. And the reason why I say that is because I can remember one day complaining about my husband. We were going through probably, not probably, the roughest time in our marriage. And I remember just on a daily basis, just going to God and complaining, like, I can't stand him. He do this. He not right. I'm done with him. I'm leaving. You deal with him. I'm not dealing with this. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going, but I'm going in like no filter. I'm cussing. I'm doing everything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm giving it straight to God raw. Like, this is how I feel about this dude that you done made me marry. You know, not only, so now I'm blaming God <laughs> for the problems <laughs> in my marriage. So it's his fault and God. And I remember God pretty much just letting me exhaust myself. So like I had nothing else to say. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, he said, are you finished? <laughs> you know, you kind of cock your head to the side. Like, really? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I'm done. And his only response was, what if I did you like that? What mm-hmm. if I just threw you away? What if I just spewed out everything that was wrong with you and just said, you know what? I'm just going to throw you away. And it was through my marriage and my relationship with my husband, especially at that time where he, you know, was not necessarily doing right in the marriage. God began to minister me, minister to me and show me pretty much how to be like him, how to forgive like him, how to love like him. And, 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 and through that, he would tell me with things that my husband did, he said, you do the same thing to me. And what he pretty much showed me was not only do we relate to God with um, relationships that we have with people on the earth, but we also treat him the same way that we treat people on the earth, which is why people feel like, oh, I can't come to you because I ain't been talking to you. And that's kind of how you feel when you see somebody and you really want to say hi to them or want to kick it with them, but you're like, dang, I ain't really spoke to you in like three months. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Do I call? Do I say nothing? Maybe I should just lay low. Maybe I should just, you know, fall back. And it's the same way we do God. Like, dang, I ain't prayed in like six months. I can't go to God now. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, my mom got the corona and now I want to pray. And But and, see, now that's the thing, though, because I think that that's a part of the manipulation that we have been taught. I don't want to necessarily mm-hmm. say in church, but we have been taught just in life. And subconsciously. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, just in life. It's, it's, it's like a subconscious like a, thing. Don't come to me now because you need something. And the reality mm-hmm. is God is like, come to me when you need something. Come to me yes. when you don't need nothing. This come is to me when to you I. come to come me. Come to me to say right. bye. Come to me to cry. Right. Come, just come to me, period. And so right. that's right. the difference. It's like, come to me, period. But when you think about that as a parent, I, it's the same way. I would. My son is 17. Yeah. I want him to be able to talk to me about anything. You know what I'm saying? Come to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, trust me the things that you've mm-hmm. done or experienced or want to experience I probably have already and if I haven't I know somebody that has and I could probably talk to you and guide you through this thing that you call life you know what I'm saying right. and so we want them to come to us but again sometimes there's shame sometimes there's guilt sometimes there's you know yeah. what I mean now there is a thin line in using people because your heart still has to be yeah. right there still has to be an intent right. that you know I'm 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 doing this out of the sincerity of my heart, especially when it comes to people, because I truly believe that we have um a responsibility when we are calling people our friends, when we are calling people our lovers, when we are calling people our sisters, our brothers, or whatever, we have a responsibility for their feelings. It can't just always be like, well, you should have known I was a bad person. Like that's not that's unfair. <laughs> 
right. to say that to somebody. That's unfair to even um, expect that somebody would, you know, feel that way. That's not that's not the reality. And that's one of the things that I don't like because it's like, no, you don't get to do that to people. You know what I'm saying? You have a responsibility. If you're calling this person your sister, you're supposed to guide them. You're supposed to protect them. You're supposed to cover them. You know, love cover a multitude of sins and things. And yeah. love covers all. It just conquers everything. And so if we can choose to love in, you know, the real way. But again, we learn love and we learn relationship and we learn these things through life kind of experiences versus the blueprint that was given to us because when we learn it like that we realize that hey sometimes when people do us wrong it's just kind of what they're going through and it just happened to you know happen I mean if somebody's on drugs I don't think they're necessarily like I'm trying to steal from you in your house only. It's like, no, I stole from every house on the block because I'm trying to get to <laughs> right. the drugs. Like, I I don't, you my cousin and I love you and I ain't really trying to take from you, but um, I seen something and I needed that more, you know? And so we say that people are selfish or whatever, but to realize that they're just in a, a time and space in their life where they're going through something, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, my analogy that was given to me during um, prayer meditation one day about God and the way that we can go to God was the phone charger. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that made so much sense to me is like, yo, so you can be on the 1%, right? If Mm-hmm. and it can still work you may not have all the funk you may not be able to take a picture you may not be able to surf the web you may not but you still are able to see when a text message come in you still are able to mm-hmm. have a little bit of light if you got to go in a dark basement you still are able to see the so you have like a low a low you don't have full funk mm-hmm. on one percent now what you can you can allow that phone to die before you put it on the charger. You could put it on the charger at, or you could put it on the charger for eighty percent. Whatever you, the the goal is to get to and stay at a hundred percent, right? And so right. when you get to a hundred percent, think about that. The say the the phone says you are uh, what do you say sufficiently charged right yeah so something right. like that so right. your battery is sufficiently charged which means now you got to go use it so we right. may you know there has to be balance with this thing because yeah you can go to god and go to god and go to god and go to god but then there's gonna be a time where god is like hey go talk go let's enemy you don't got filled up as much as you can now you need to go let that out you need to go talk to the person or you need to go you know what i'm saying and so i'm like okay so then it, it kept showing me this this vision where okay that's on full but now when you're on empty now i can plug my phone up at one percent and use it on a charger but it's going to charge slow right because i'm using it so that to me was right. kind of like now it's sitting there because the charging part if you just let if you just put the phone on the charger and you let it sit there 
you're it's going to charge and then if you put it on the phone and you turn it off it's going to charge faster because it's just laying there so there are many different ways to get to god there are many different ways to go to god there are many different like you said postures and forms so then i said okay god you showing me that so we can turn it off okay cool but then there's the the other part where do our chargers ever go hide from us when we <laughs> let the phone die? Is is our charger or, not yeah. work because we let the phone completely die before we went and charged it? Or do we just go put in this? It may charge slow. Right. It, it's going to take right. some time to reboot. It's going to take a little right. time to get the charge in there it sits there the more it charges the more it sits there the more it charges then it right the phone turns on right because charged fully we're getting charged it's starting to turn us like oh okay now you at 30 percent. okay now i can still charge you with the phone being on and then Maybe you got a lock code or something on your phone. So when you hit the unlock code, it take a little while for everything to start functioning, but at least it's on. And that's the thing. When I got that revelation, I'm like, wow, this is where we go wrong. We go into our prayer closets scared sometimes, or we Mm -hmm. don't go because we're scared. When God never went and hid. Our chargers never go and be like, I'm hiding under the pillow because nope, you didn't. You waited mm-hmm. until you totally died. You waited until it got the 2% and then you want to come and try to charge now? No. Our, our chargers mm-hmm. don't do that. And God doesn't do that. It, it's like, no. Mm-hmm. Granted, time being in mm-hmm. us not talking, you know what I'm saying? Kind of gives that uh, I wonder if she gonna say hi. I wonder if she's gonna fit. It's more of a odd feeling for you than it is for God. God is like, I'm fully and, charged. Well, right. I'm always and you you hit on a, a a few key points and I'll never forget when I was in that space. Um and I've been in that space several mm-hmm. times. And I you know, I think, you know, I try to tell people, especially people who are new in their walk. Um, this connection that you feel right now, because you're being intentional about it, um, there will be times where you don't feel it. And that's okay, because it's normal. We're people, we get caught up in life. And that's what really happens is life will, or situations or circumstances, or relationships will get you busy. Mm -hmm. And what will happen is little by little, that relationship that you have intentionally been nurturing and building, um, becomes less and less important. It's almost like a dating scenario. And that's how God explained it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, it's always God who courts us, right? Mm-hmm. How how have I drawn thee with love and kindness, right? right. So he courts us. Um, and then, you know, we kind of go through this honeymoon phase where it's just like, oh my God, God is so perfect. God is everything, you know, because he's showing you things. Um, you're finally witnessing his, his grace and his mercy and his goodness. And you're just starting to learn him and, you know, then you go into the, okay, now we're dating. So now it's official. Like, this is my dude. Like, this is my God. Mm-hmm. And you become um, personal. And, and now you're really trying to get to know this person intimately. And then you're in a relationship. And before you know it, the early mornings of I love you and I adore you and I, I worship you and you are everything kind of goes to, 
hey God, what's up? You know, to once in a while rolling over and saying good morning. So before you know it, you're kind of in this routine where it's just like, oh, I'll holler at you. Uh-huh. And before you know it, you're, you know, down the line three, four months in the relationship with this person. And you kind of look over and realize like, oh, we haven't really talked in a while. I don't really know what's going on with you and vice versa. He doesn't know what's going on with you because the communication has stopped. And a lot of times when you were talking about um, finding the charger, um, I can remember me getting to that point where, you know, I'm in a relationship where I'm like, ah, I holla at you. And then being in a place of desperation where now it's not that I'm a holla at you, I need you and I can't find you. And I'll never forget when I finally began to just get still and really just start to uh, reflect, I heard him clear as day. He said, I'm right where you left me. I'm right where you left me. You gotta, you have to come back to where you left me because I didn't leave you. It feels like I left you, but the truth of the matter is you left me. So where did you leave me? Let's go back. Oh, at the beginning of this situation, things began to get hard and you just felt like, you know, throwing in the towel or you no longer want to talk or you... your girl ash your favorite stylist educator and motivator here to listen to and guide you through your circumstances i believe that the answers to all of our questions are deep inside of us sometimes we just need a different perspective to help us see the big picture remember the glass that's half empty is also half full you have the power i'm here to assist Welcome to Ask Me Anything. Let's get started with today's show.